Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's another week, and you're listening to In Your Head with Shannon Stanford. I am your host, Shannon Stanford. Uh, today's episode is a special episode, because uh, not only am I having one guest, I'm having two. Uh, it's two people that I've never met before. Uh, last, last week's guest, Candace, and uh, a returning guest, Joanne. Um, hopefully you listen to their episodes and that you'll um know what they're uh what they've gone through but uh we're gonna we're gonna keep it light um we're gonna we're gonna talk we'll see where it goes so uh ladies and gentlemen uh welcome to the legion <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is In Your Head with Shannon Stanford, and so this is a special episode because uh, on the phone is two women who are two of my best friends, two members of the Legion, and they have literally never met, so this is the first time they're actually talking together, and so this should be a lot of fun, mostly chaos, but a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. So I have... Candace, who, if you listened to what well, this would be published uh, right after I do Candace's episode, so like last episode with Candace, and then if you remember Joanne from the, um, was that like the fourth episode? Uh, so yeah, so Joanne and Candace are on the show, yeah, so. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies. Glad <laughs> yes, even though technically Candace hasn't really left, we just took like a brief ten minute hiatus so I could pee <laughs> and publish. Walk from my car to my couch and to get another beer and then back out to my car to sit here. Where I was here. labeled on your way back out. So, good. so yeah, on your way back out, I, I, I distinctly remember hearing. So you're going to go talk to your boyfriend, which is something that I get a lot with these ladies. You have no idea. (laughs) 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 So, ladies, now, in Candace's episode, we discussed where she's just done with dating, men suck, and Joe, in your episode, um... You are madly in love with the guy that you're with. So this should be fun. So it's a contrasting uh, opinion of men. Um, and if anyone remembers my episode with Jordan, I don't identify as a man. I identify as a tree frog. So I'm left out of this whole argument. <laughs> okay. So let's just have some fun with this. Ladies... Let's start with Joanne. Men. What's wrong with men today? In your opinion. How long do I have here? Are we talking like a few minutes? Well, Um, I've got like 57 minutes to record, so I I know you can talk for that long. Just try not to. Obviously. What's wrong with men? A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I feel like um, 
men's roles have changed a lot. I know very few men, you being one of them, that still can take care of themselves. I feel like that's a big deal now. And I won't mention past relationships of my own, but that's always been a big, like, turnoff for me is a man that can't take care of himself. I'm not asking you to, like, have a million-dollar job and that kind of thing. Just be able to support yourself. I, I agree. I, I think that most uh, men these days have a tendency to be more lazy and girlish. If, like, and not in, like, good ways. Like, yeah, you can have, like, feelings and stuff like that as a guy, but if all you're doing is whining and, like, asking for, like, way more attention than you really need, is it's a little, it's a little much. Candace, what do you think? I agree. Like, a lot of men nowadays, like, they are, I, like, they think they need somebody to take care of them. Not like my situation. Like, it's like... Bro, no, I've got kids. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Men suck, and yeah, they just suck nowadays. <laughs> it's definitely like relationships nowadays are definitely not anywhere near like I guess like we would say like our parents or our grandparents. Like it's 2020. A lot of people don't have any sense of loyalty at all either and that's kind of frustrating i agree with that statement 100 yeah a lot of people just they do whatever they want it's like that is not how relationships are supposed to go so like that's like another reason why like i've lost all faith in relationships because it's nobody can be honest about anything and all that so do you uh, do you ladies think that like the like the sense of like lost art of like romancing a girl is is gone like no nobody does that anymore? No, I don't think that's true. No, I think okay. So like I had I've had somebody like completely like pick like stop their vehicle in the middle of a highway to get out and go pick me a flower off the side of the road and then run back to his truck and it's like that is like probably the sweetest thing anybody's done to me and it's like it's little things like that and a lot of people think you have to do things that cost money and it's like I don't want stuff that costs money I want spur of the moment you're gonna go pick me a flower like that's what I want so. oh. okay so Joe you're in a relationship and you're very obviously happy and in love and stuff like that. So what is the, some of the things that your boyfriend does that like just takes you like takes you aback and like makes you all swoony? One of the things that I think made me fall in love with him was the fact that he listens to everything I say, whether it's big detail or little details. You know me, I'm a talker, so that's true. The fact that he remembered within the first couple of weeks what. All my kids' names were, like, what activities they did at school. Um, I mean, everything. Just that kind of stuff. And they'll randomly show up with, you know, little things that I like. And they're not expensive, but they're just, like, you know, Reese's or, or an iced coffee. You know how much I love iced coffee. So, just stuff like that. I mean, and the fact that he spends as much time as he can with me and my kids, so... It's not, like, humongous things, but to me, they are. 
Yeah, that's that that that's cute. I do, I do enjoy that about your your boyfriend. So So we won't make this all about men because like I know how much Candace is man hating right now and I suck too sometimes. Oh, okay? oh, it's trust me. Like, oh. I know some women who are shady. <laughs> oh. I know. I think I dated like half of them. Facts. I think last year. It was like the last year. Oh, yeah, in the last year. (laughs) Yeah, it's been... You know, once in a while I get, like, memories that pop up, and I'm like, oh, I remember that day. (laughs) That very uncomfortable day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, okay, I make... I have been known to make horrible, horrible mistakes with dating. This is true, and I don't ever think that I ever live them down because I have all of you ladies to help me remember whenever I don't want to anymore. Like that last one. God, she's a nightmare. <laughs> I think I stopped her for a minute just because I know she was a mess and I just couldn't stop watching. <laughs> that was a train wreck. And I, okay, so I know I said in my episode that we need to be nice to people. And yes. And to understand that we don't know where people are. I mean, she's, she's special. She's <laughs> Like, that sure. is, like, the only way to put it. Like, she is, like, super special. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't. I've had so many girlfriends that I haven't liked. Yeah, in the seven years that we've known each other, and Candace is, I've I've known her for a little longer, so she's seen a majority of the ones that you haven't. Um, They're train wrecks. They've all, <laughs> not all of them. Some of them were just I dated them out of boredom. Okay, it was straight up. I just dated them because I was bored. I feel like there should be some kind of panel before you make those kinds of decisions. Well, okay. Well, first of all, the one... Yes, like the gallery, asking the gallery. Like, you should be asking us if we think this is a good idea, because pretty sure all of us will tell you, no, it's a terrible idea, because we always tell you at the end, like... Well, yeah, I know. I get how... I, I get the uh, whole, Shannon, I told you so. No, but jobs now, like, they ask you these social questions, like, what would you do if? I think that should be a thing. I'm not gonna give first of all alright well I'm like the girl that I'm with now my girlfriend right now is is amazing and like I she she herself does not have any red flags or she's not even crazy in the least I mean every girl's got a little crazy but like this hers is very mild compared to everything that I'm used to. So this one's so far great, and I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together. Her family, on the other hand, and she knows this, and I said this in the last or in Candace's uh, episode on in the intro. Um, I told her that her family, the st- since they started this whole like. Um, crap with me uh they get the standard five to seven years of pettiness so 
facts. <laughs> it's true. I mean, don't do the crime if you're not willing to do the time. So her. What a stupid thing for them to do anyway. I mean, come on. I mean. And like that is like so like my husband's mom. Like she thinks that she can just control everything, and it's like, no. He is a grown ass adult. You let him do his own, and he's caused all of this. He has caused this entire shitstorm. Let it rain on him for a little bit. He made his bed, let him lay in it. And I really feel like her family is trying to dictate, like, what she does and who she dates. And that's not how this works. She is a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Let her make her own mistakes. And and she has actually, I think, from uh, last time we had a conversation about this, is she stood up to her mom and she's told her mom to back the fuck off and... For the most part, she has. Now her sisters, on the other hand, um, uh, have not. They, uh, they're they very uh, vocal about their opinion. And, you know, rather it's to try to label me a criminal and then coming like coming to find out that, like, it, they'd gotten me mistaken for somebody else who doesn't have my name and is completely, like, completely different from me. And apparently... Uh, was on some kind of like pedophile list. I was like, I was like, whoa, I was like, whoa, bitch, whoa, whoa. How the okay, fuck do you see, get me? My, here's my issue with that: is you're not like a, you don't have that common, a common face. No. So <laughs> that's like saying getting me mixed up with somebody else. It just it's not really gonna happen. Right, yeah, I mean, and plus, if you're gonna try to say that I'm, like, on some FBI watch list, one should probably do a little bit more research to find that that's not something that you can find out on the internet, unless you're hacking FBI databases. And then, who's really the criminal? Not me. (laughs) So. Right. Are insane. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know what 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 has happened with uh, people because people were always dumb. Like a person is smart. Like I know, like individually, people are smart and capable and strong and inspiring. But if you get a bunch of people together, they're dumb as fuck. Agreed. I mean. I think we've all had moments of drunken stupidity with lar- in you know, like in groups of people. Uh, I know I have. Let's not speak of these situations. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity to talk about the stupid shit. This is not because my boyfriend <laughs> thinks I'm a perfect angel, and we're gonna keep it that way. Oh God! <laughs> Just. <laughs> Just so you know, that was an oh god from a woman that barely knows you. I'm going to admit, my younger years were a bit wild, but okay. everybody had wild years, though. Like, okay, alright. Everybody has a whole face, and I don't... I'm That's okay true. Everybody has a whole face, and some some grow out of it, and some they just there but you know what though i hate that stigma where like it's okay for a guy to be a hoe it's fucking celebrated you know oh he's a shit he slept with so so many girls but a woman does it and it's like slut shaming usa everywhere 
God forbid you do the same thing that a man does. Right, yeah, you get that, you ladies get that scarlet letter syndrome where, like, if you sleep with more than, like, one person, then you're automatically a whore. Yeah. Actually, no, wait a minute, no, you're not a whore. Whore gets paid, you're more of a slut, so you get that slut shaming. Right. Slut shaming. Oh, yeah, slut shaming sucks. But, but like I said, that was back in my younger years. It's, but it's, like, really a double standard. Like, my husband, like, he's, he cheated with God knows how many people. But then, like, I will admit, like, I kind of had my hoe phase, like, after I left my husband. And it's, like, I, it only lasted, like, two months. And I, I kind of feel, like, disgusted by it. It's, like, that is not who you are. But then it's, like, well, it would be a it. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, no matter what the reason for the split up, you have to be. Just society portrays you as a person that has to be in your house, depressed, crying, not wanting to talk to anybody. God forbid you go out and just try to make yourself feel better. Right. I don't know. And I think part of like my issue is that is like my husband made me feel like I wasn't good enough, and it's like, well, I've got I've got people who think I'm good enough, so I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna do my thing, okay? That's what I did. Yeah. Well, it's a self-esteem thing for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, uh, I think, well, I don't know, like, for you ladies, I'm sure it's a self-esteem thing, but like, I know, like, for me, um, well, before I get into that, uh, Candace, you're hoe phase lasting two months i'm actually pretty proud of you because like two months is a uh, hell of a lot shorter than mine was because mine was like a year and something after i got out of that whole angry thing so yeah i i'm not proud of mine like there was a lot of times that you know, like i slept with uh people that i shouldn't have slept with and there was a lot of people that i slept with that like, deep down, I am so ashamed of myself that I let myself sleep with these girls. Yeah. So, like, I I, I, I I, carry that on, like, my back, like, a lot. So, I... Well, I get that. Like, a couple of... Okay, so, like, one of the people, like, I was the host with... Like, okay, I kind of feel that. Like, okay, I do feel that. Like, it's not, it's not okay, but, like, I feel that, but... I didn't know it at the time, and then when I found out, like, I just stopped, but he was engaged, and he's still engaged, and it's, like, she has no idea, I'm sure, but he was, like, my boss at the gas station that I worked at, and it's, like, yeah, I know that I am not the only one you've done this with, so, like, I don't know, like, I felt like I was, like, no, I will not be the other woman, because I... I've dealt with that for so long. I did not want to be on the other side of that because I would know how she felt. It's like, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's why it wasn't such a big hoe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not proud of this, but I think at some point I was just so angry at everyone. Not that it was anybody's fault but my ex-husband's, but I think I, at one point I did cross that line and I felt awful after and it's just, it's one of those things I wish I could take back, but it's like, it happened, nothing you can do about it, it'll never happen again, but. I think for me, like, I have, uh, like, I have two of those moments, um, and one, like, whenever I cheated on, um, my first wife, uh. Oh, wait, back up, 
I wasn't with anybody. I was the other person. Okay, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. She's like, uh, I just no, hold on. Okay. I'm yeah. a bad person, but not that bad of a person, okay? <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Okay. So, like, whenever I cheated on my first wife, like, I felt bad. Like, and it, too, like, not in the sense of, like, who I, it was with and, like, how I felt about her, um, but in the sense that I, I felt like I let myself down. Now, fast forward over 10 years to a couple years ago I had an uh, an incident with a girl that was engaged and I don't actually feel bad about it at all like should I have felt bad? Yes but to me it was one of those like ego things because this girl was like way out of my league like goddess levels in my eyes and I was like, I was actually pretty fucking proud of myself for, like, getting involved with something, someone like that. So, like, I've, I think, like, you're, I don't know, like, I feel like there's, you can be proud of yourself, and, like, you can, like, but, and, like, be happy that, you like, maybe you, you feel like you did the right thing, and then there's times where you're like, oh, nope, I'm a still a piece of shit, so, whatever. mistakes i think what's important is that you realize that's what they are is mistakes yeah i mean and mistakes you you know you definitely learn from them like did you um did you ladies learn from your incidences yeah did i learn from mine yeah um I don't know, like, okay, so, like, part of me, like, I don't agree with the cheating, and, like, but I've also, like, I have cheated, like, I, I don't like being the other person, and I don't want to, like, ruin anybody else's relationships, but, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I have cheated, like, on people I've been with, and was I proud of it? No, but, like, I've even messaged Shannon, and I'm like, okay, so, I feel terrible about this, but I'm not happy, and, like, we've had this discussion, and so, I don't know, like, if I could take it back, I would, because I know, like, if I'm not happy, I just need to leave a relationship, and, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard to leave somebody when you have that much time invested. Oh, for sure. I think sometimes that's I, that was, like, my reason for not leaving my ex. Not because I was still in love with him, just because it was comfortable. And, like, the idea of having to start over with somebody brand new, like, it, it was scary and not something I ever planned on doing. And I, I don't know if you have kids, but, like, having kids involved in these relationships and then, like, like that's where I'm at now. Like, I'm... I'm not happy in my relationship, and I'm just, I'm done. Like, you don't do the things that you do and then expect somebody to say, like, I've learned a lot of self-respect, and I'm just, I'm done. And I, I'm i more concerned about my kids because my kids are involved, and now it's like I don't ever want to date now because I'm worried about my kids. I will say that I tried to leave my kids' as dad a lot, and um, at first I, I just kept staying and staying and staying, and then as my kids got older, 
And once I started to notice things and ask what's wrong, mommy, and that kind of stuff, at that point, I'm just like, I'm ruining them. I'm ruining them. It's just, yeah. I think it's, I don't know, it's easier to cut ties when they're smaller, just because if, once they get older and they get that attachment, and then you have to explain things, it makes it hard. Yes, I I, I think um, with with kids and like dating and stuff like that, it's uh, bringing new people around your your kids. It's 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 often terrifying, especially like not just for you women. And I know for like uh, single fathers, it's um, it's just as terrifying because especially if you actually give a shit about your kids, uh, you don't want to bring you don't want to make that mistake of bringing. Um, people around your kids whether it's a guy or a girl uh and they're your kids getting attached to them and then all of a sudden you're like that relationship doesn't work out and you know you gotta kick that person out your house or like you have to leave or they don't see them again um okay but let's let's ask this like okay so in your guys's opinion because everybody has different opinions when do you guys think it is appropriate to introduce your children into to whoever this person may uh, be? I think me and Shannon just talked about this literally like the other day, didn't we? Uh, yes, I think so. I think we did. I don't, see, I don't know. I, I grew up in a Hispanic household, so we do a lot of like intuition. You know, it depends how you're feeling. And I, I'm going to be honest, I, I completely agree with that. Because she and, I mean, Nan, as you know, since the past, I don't ever let anyone I date meet my kiddos, ever. And then with Nick, it was just a little bit different, you know? It was just, I kind of knew with my past, like, relationships, like, this isn't going anywhere. So I'm not going to let you meet my kids, let you meet my family, you know, none of that is going to happen. I think you know when it's right. I mean, I don't think there's a specific time. Right. You know, I think, like after a week or two but just I think I think for me it's um because I've made that mistake of uh like introducing them too early uh and just being caught up in the emotion of it um Uh and it not working out um but I think for me it's like the minute that you know that this person uh is going to be in your life for the foreseeable future i mean i'm not saying marriage but like i'm thinking like if this person's going to be in in it in your life for like a while then then you like maybe you go a couple months uh in and to make sure that everything is okay and then you and then you go for it uh i think with the with my girlfriend that I have now, um, that was my entire plan was to like wait a few, like wait, you know, like three to six months before I introduced. But like I'd gotten sick one night, and uh, she came over to uh, help take care of the boys because like I was just like I was just not good, and and I think I, I was thankful because like. I was in and out of like sleeping and con- unconsciousness be- and like I had, th- I had my kids and like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And so she came over to help take care of them and they just kind of took to her. So uh, I was lucky on that regard. 
But like honestly, it's like Joe. Like the minute I feel like you you feel it, then uh, then it it it's okay to start entertaining the idea a little bit more. I think it's um it's I don't know. Well, I I guess I'm the only one that has kids that are in their teenage years. But I feel hey, like no, I have a daughter that's thirteen. Remember? Oh yeah, I forgot. I feel like she should only be like seven. Oh, trust me, I feel that too. <laughs> I feel like, like as soon, I mean, I knew with Nick that I wanted something, you know, something for the future. So as soon as I knew that, I felt like I had to make sure, and I'm not saying ask permission, but like my two oldest kids are teenagers. So I wanted to make sure that they got along as well, you know, because right. I mean, something would have happened there where like they just could not get along. I know it sounds terrible, but me and him wouldn't be together. I mean, my kids no, that's not first, terrible. So if something happened there, where I couldn't get along. It wouldn't have ever happened between me and him. It was kind of like a rite of passage, I guess. Let's see how you do with the kids if they like you. That's that's like my oldest. Like my oldest, she's nine, and she's very she's very sensitive about things. And um, my last relationship, like he beat the crap out of me and my. My daughter, like, knows, I mean, because we don't really have secrets, and, and she, when she found out about my new relationship, she, we had, she cried, and she's like, I don't want you to get hurt, like, it's scary for her now for me to be in relationships, because she's terrified that I'm going to get my heart broken, or they're going to hurt me, and it's like, and then now that this relationship's, like, failing, I'm like, damn, because I just told you that this was going to be okay, and then now... I don't know. It's really stressful because I'm the same way. Like my kids are gonna come first. If my kids said that they didn't like somebody, like I, I don't think I could do it. It's like as crappy as that sounds. Maybe I don't know. I just I don't think I could have a successful relationship with somebody if my kids didn't like them. I oh no. I agree with that. Oh yeah. And I, I'm sure you. I'm sure you had this issue too. But like I don't know. Like with my ex husband, my kids got so used to me being there all the time and him not being there or him being busy, and so it was just us. So they've never really had to share me with anybody for a long period of time. So that was always, like, an issue with them. You know, you're taking my mom away from me. And my 13-year-old, I mean, he bawled one day when me when I first started bringing him around, and he's like, you're not going to have time for me anymore. He's going to take you away from us. And it's just, it made my it made my heart hurt because he doesn't cry ever. And to see him bawl over something like that, right. it was rough. I hear you. Yeah, it's it's hard because I mean, like my kids are like, why can't we go live with daddy? Like, why can't we just all go live with daddy? And like, why aren't you and daddy together? And that's hard too because like that's all my kids know. And then now we left and we're both dating, and it's just like I don't know what to tell them. But I'm like, we're happier this way. Like we can't live together and be happy. So I don't know. It's hard. It, it'll get better though. I know it's when we're divorced. So. I know, like with with uh, with Justice, my thirteen year old, um, she's always been my like a good barometer for like if I'm dating somebody. Like, I was dating uh, a girl last year, and it was like really the first girl I dated since my wife had left, and she was very hesitant about about meeting this one. Or about meeting that one, so I was like, okay, all right, and I respected her opinion, and like I didn't, I never introduced any of them to her, 
Um, but like, she's she really likes the one that I'm with now. Um, I mean, granted, she never leaves her her room unless it's to like go to the bathroom or go get food or you know like go to grandma's. But, um, but she seems to like her very much, and the boys, you know, they interact with her uh, whenever they're around each other. I mean, they're not around each other very often. Uh, I try to keep it. I try to. I I don't. I don't have her over a lot if I have the boys. Um, because, you know, like, the boys are still trying to get used to the the idea that, you know, like, because, like, for three or four years, it's just been, just been us four, you know? And now there's, there's others. And they're not used to that. So I try to, like... I try to like respect the room and respect everybody's feelings, but like if like if they were to ever feel uncomfortable or have an issue, then it would be one of those things where it like you have to start thinking about uh what's best for your your family, and if things are uncomfortable, then those are uh, things that you have to like thoroughly start addressing to where your kids aren't going to get hurt like they did with the last one. So, especially after the way she, like, my wife just left, you know? I mean, it took took them months to, like, stop talking about her. So, like, and that's not something that I ever really want to see any of my kids go through again. You know, like, I don't, I'd hate to see them get attached and, you know, like, all of a sudden... You know, there's that reality of, like, at any moment that these people can just up and leave. And that's the most terrifying thing about after you introduce your kids to somebody is that possibility. That definitely scares me, too. Because you never know what might happen. Yeah, I mean... Like, I think the the fear of unknown is, like, that's what gets me, like... Because, I mean, I thought this relationship was going to be one that lasted forever. And then it's like a bunch of red flags started popping up. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, it makes it scary today. Because, like, after this, like, I'm just like, do I date it again? Like, do I wait? Like, I obviously I wait. But, like, how long do I wait? Like, I don't know. Like, it's... Do I even date or do, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'll date because I don't want to deal with the bullshit no more. So, I don't know. I really don't know. No, I, I get that. And like, as for whenever it comes to dating, like, I have a hard time as it is because not only had I been alone for pretty much most of my entire life, it's, like, I have, like, such high standards. And I have these high standards because I have, like, you ladies, like you, the the legion, like and like, you know, like we always kind of joke. Me and Joe always kind of joke about it. It's like you ladies, to me, are like the barometers of uh, of what a woman to me should be. You know, like beautiful, smart, uh, survivors, like all these positive things that you ladies have, um, that you guys have made all made me a better person for. And I tell you this tell you ladies this as much as I possibly can, but you ladies have literally make it really difficult to date because I, the high standards that you've set. 
So, like, I have a hard time dating because of that and the fact that, you know, like, having kids. So, like, you add those together, it's, like, it's it's tough to date. I, I, we could say the same thing about you, though. I mean, just saying, just saying. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of those, the mushy-gushy stuff you've done for some of your girlfriends, and it's like, why can't I get a boyfriend to do that? That's some bullshit. Like, that is not fair. <laughs> It's not even, sometimes it's not even the things that he does. Like, I swear I'll be having the worst day ever, and then he'll, because we don't talk every single day. Right. I'll be having the worst day ever, and then next thing you know, here's a text from Shan. How, you know, how are you doing today, or have you ate, or what's going on? I'm like, how the fuck? Yes, his pep talks, like, they always come at the best time. Like, I can, I'm having, like, like, I can be having the worst day ever, and he's like, He'll text me some like really inspirational thing. I'm like, you know what? I am a bad bitch. I'm okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it does, and, it, and like it really helps. And it's like, yes, like a lot of the qualities yes. that I would want in a boyfriend would be that, like the inspirational stuff. So. Alright, so a lot of people don't know this about me. I don't do compliments very well. So for our listeners, I really want you to know how hard that was for me to hear. Because, like, I don't have an ego. And I try my best not to have an ego. But whenever I have this kind of shit thrown at me, it uh, it's very hard for me to listen to. Because I don't embarrass e- easily. But that, because you, you ladies can't see me, literally blushing right now. It's, it's that or the wine that I'm drinking. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. We're going to go with the wine. That way I don't sound like such a girl. <laughs> well. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, let's talk about this idea for your male, like, I guess, guest, guest I should say. The male cast? Yes. Yeah. The male cast. Okay, so... What about it? I mean, like obviously, yeah, I I have talked to Joe. Joe, I have talked to your boyfriend, uh, and uh, I have like I've been wanting to have him on, but like trying to catch him at a good time and try to get me at a good time has kind of been very rare. But so for this to happen, I would have to have um, Hope's husband. Your boyfriend, Joe, and Sarah's husband, which I don't see him being on the show. And, um, Candace, that would be your ex. Or current, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> whatever oh, he is. <laughs> like, I, I told him today, I was like, I do not want a relationship, like... I went from, I went, like, a month and a half from, like, one relationship that I, I didn't heal from. Like, okay, so we, like, broke up in April, and then, like, we kind of talked here and there. Like, we still talked, but then in July we broke up, and then I met him in August, and I'm like, so I didn't really heal from the shitty relationship I was in before. So I don't, like, I don't know. Part of me also thinks, like, I jumped into a relationship because I was lonely and I'm so used to having somebody there. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I went seven years with somebody, well, eight years with somebody left that. And then 
I was by myself for a good while and like I went through my hoe phase and then I had a boyfriend for so long and like I kind of got used to having someone there again and then that person was gone so I, I don't know part of me thinks that like I just jumped into it too because I'm used to always having somebody and I don't want that I kind of like living by myself and not having to worry about somebody else so I don't know like yeah X, I guess at this point <laughs> 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 well, I'm guessing by the time this episode airs that he'll um he'll get that hint <laughs> if he he's listens not. if he's he your <laughs> 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 you really I've been saying like I'm like you need to get an apartment like what are you doing you need to get an apartment why are you dragging your feet on this like you need to I'm not well like I asked Listen, for bank statements. We should get my ex and your ex together, and maybe they can find an apartment and be roommates. <laughs> well, see, like, a lot of everybody's just like, you just need to kick him out. I'm like, I can't, though. Like, he don't have no place to go. Like, he's not from here. Like, I feel bad, but then I'm like, okay, we're getting there. Like, I don't want to hate you, but I resent you already. So you need to go, like, soon. Because I don't, I don't want to hate him because he's not a bad person. It's just he doesn't make the best choices. And, like, like I've told you guys before this started, like, I just, and it's time. <laughs> That's the nicest way to put it. It is time. Like, we rushed into it, too. I mean, he was, he came down a week later and never left. So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh let's change the subject here. Um all right, Joe, what's the most romantic thing a guy has ever done to you or gun done for you? <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, I, I I heard that in my I heard that out loud and it was much different in my head, so <laughs> Serious. <laughs> okay, that's put me on the spot question. Okay, well, um, I, if you need time okay, to think about well, it, Candace, you're yeah, I, you're on bat, you're on deck. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay. Okay, so while you ladies think about it, I'll. Uh, the I think the most romantic thing that I think I ever did was um, I think it was for the boys' mom Barb. Uh, it was snowing pretty fucking heavy, heavily, and, uh, she had texted me that she wanted to see me, and she, it sucked because it was snowing so, like, heavy, and, like, it was basically a blizzard. Like, I was like, you know what, I think, fuck it, you know, like, I have to work, like, it's gonna take me, like, with the blizzard, like, an hour to get there and it's gonna take me like an hour and five minutes to get to the where I worked so I was like fuck it I'll do it if it even if it's for like a couple minutes I'll, I'll do it so like I walked in a blizzard wearing like I had like I didn't have like the whole uh, like coveralls or anything like that it was just like straight jeans like a thin jacket because like my heavy jacket was ripped to sh shit and 
I walked through a blizzard to see her for like a whole 45 seconds, and then I went to work. So I think, to me, I think that was the my, probably one of the most romantic things that I ever did. So. Oh, are you talking about that we did, or that somebody else did for us? Someone did for you. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not a very romantic person. So I know I'm you're not. Nothing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, you're you, bitch. I say that, um, so for Valentine's Day, Seth, once, or when we were seeing each other, um, he made me, I guess I should probably say that my one of my favorite Disney movies is um, Beauty and the Beast. And so he made me this rose out of metal, and then he has, like had he soldered it to this like um, shadow box on the inside, and he like carved our names in there, and it said "I love you forever." And then he like he put one of the roses that he gave me from our first date in there as well. And I mean, there was lights in it; it was so beautiful. I think I mean that one was like super thought out, and he made it himself. So. To me, that was his awesome. That's cute. Um, let's see. Um, I think part of, like, I am, like, a big sunflower fan. Like, those, that's just, like, my favorite flower. And then um, I have a friend who planned out that he was going to take me to a local... I mean, it's not, like, super close. It's, like, an hour and 15 minutes away, but a sunflower field, but... He didn't play. He didn't plan it out just right because it was not season for sunflowers. And on our way back, he felt terrible, so he stopped his vehicle in the middle of the road and picked me a tulip. And it was the best thing ever. So, Aww. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So now, every time I see a tulip, I'm like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Actually, no, that is actually pretty cute. That is it very is. sweet. He felt terrible. Like, I'm like, it is okay. He's like, no. <laughs> it's fine. So. Okay. All right. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, we only have like 15 minutes left uh, to record, so... What's the uh, what's the one thing that I, as parents, what's the one thing that you want your kids to know that like years from now that you did that like maybe would inspire them to like change their world. Uh. That's a hard question to ask. I think, well, like, to me, it's like, I want, I would want my kids to know that, like, no matter what, uh, that what they ever hear about me is that I refuse to let anyone ever feel like they were alone, you know, like, or that they weren't worthy of love or happiness or anything like that, um... Like I just I I it I could never accept it. Like I I could never accept anyone ever thinking that. So like I I feel like I I would want them to know that their dad just absolutely 
could not accept people feeling like they were absolutely alone in the world. I think I would do, I mean, that's the same thing. Like I have thought for like the longest time that I wasn't lovable. Cause I can't, like I have never had a normal successful relationship and I've come to the conclusion that I'm just not meant for relationships and I'm not lovable. So then it's like, I don't want my kids to ever think that. So even though I think that maybe like I could find somebody who makes me feel, doesn't make me feel like that. And I just, I don't want my kids to ever give up on love because everybody has a person. It's just, I don't want, I don't want them to settle either for something. And I don't want them to think that they have to be in a relationship with somebody. Cause like I said, in my episode with you, that I got married because my mom had put so much money into it already. And it's like, I don't want my kids to feel like they're obligated to do or to be in a relationship with somebody for whatever reason, because that's not healthy either. No, that is, uh, no, no, it's not. Um, and I am, I have a firm belief. Like I've, like I've always told you, um, everyone has that moment of like wanting to give up. And that's usually right about the time that they find their person. Joe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I uh, guess for me, I, I don't know. Um, I've talked to you about my relationship with my dad. Um, I, I just want my kids to know that I'm always going to be there no matter what. I want them to have the same relationship with me that I have with my mom. Like I would go to her for anything, no matter what. I would never think that she would think any less of me. And she's always been my best friend. So I want them to know that I'm, I'm always going to be there just the same way for them, no matter what. There's nothing they could do or say that's going to make me not love them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a good lesson. Okay. Um, soulmates. Fact or fiction? Go. I'm going to say fact, but also fiction like I don't believe that there's just one person you can connect with I think there's different people you can connect with on different levels it might not be the same as in love but I mean I still love them okay Candace yeah I agree like I think they're I think everybody has a person but I don't think it's specifically one person because you might love somebody for some one thing but then you love this person for another thing because I don't think you love everybody for the same reasons you know what I mean I just yeah. no I, I, I don't think I, there's just one person for everybody I think there's multiple people out there no I no actually I agree I believe I I believe that there's a true love and like uh, as far as like a soulmate goes like that that one person that you're that you've been looking for your entire life but i also believe that there's like soulmates as like your best friends like those are the people like you you ladies are are like the people that make you so much better than you were that you ever thought you were you know like they bring something out this person brings something out of you and like if they're your like your best friends or the person that you're like you're supposed to be with, I, I feel like the soulmates can be 
friends and they can be lovers uh it doesn't matter i think that like all of that like those those kind of loves are actually a thing so i can agree with that um let's see here uh who let me ask you guys this do you guys think it's healthy for somebody who's like i guess in their terms would be broken do you think that they should pick somebody else that's broken or like what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I don't know if I want anybody that's not broken. <laughs> okay, so like, no, I actually, no, I, uh, okay, um, I got varying opinions on this because, like, I think two broken people, depending on like how they're broken, like, if they're two emotionally broke people, I don't think that they can survive. Um, I think if someone's emotionally broke and just another person's just like, I don't know, like mentally broke, uh, I think that they can survive, uh, but it's just going to take a lot of work. Um, broken, like, I, I don't like the term broken because it makes it sound like, you know, like you're hopeless, but I think, um, if you are, if you feel broken, like just because you're broken doesn't mean you can't be like. You can't be fixed. I mean, no, you're not going to be like, be look the way or feel the same way that you once did, but you can at least, you know, you can be together, you know. I mean, there's other, there's so many various ways that you can look at being broken and into relationship. Like, I, like, me and my relationship, like, I'm so emotionally, like, kind of, like, broken, um, like, I don't feel anything, I take nothing serious, unless, like, I physically have to take something serious, um, and, like, the girl that I'm with, like, she's, she's an, she's an emotional person, um, so, like, it's hard, I'm sure it's probably hard for her to be with somebody that's, like, not, like, emotionally available, all the time, but, like, she, like, she puts in her side of the work, and I put my side of the work in, and, like, we try to make things work, and so far, so good. I feel like, I, I don't know, as long as your broken piece isn't the same as my broken piece, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be different broken pieces. So, basically, like, lo love right now in this sense, is basically like a jigsaw puzzle. As long as your pieces fit, you're golden. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes in, in life, though, like, you don't always have, like, all the pieces for the puzzle, and you're, like, you're missing that piece. But, it's fine. You at least put in all, all the work that you can. So... Or you just try to jam it in there with your hand, make it fit. Yes, that does. <laughs> that's not how that works, Joe. Oh, <laughs> 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 right. so we're coming up on time. We got like a little under six minutes. Um, so let's take this time to talk about the things that we appreciate. So, Candace, I didn't actually give it a chance to do this because it's one of those things that I like to do in um, all my shows is talk about the things that I appreciate. Um, Candace, what's the 
one thing that are the two things that you appreciate the most about your life right now? Um, my kids. Um, I really appreciate my kids. They've they've taught me a lot about life, and just when like I think I can't take it anymore, like Maverick. He's such a bully to me sometimes. He's such a boy, but <laughs> like I can be like losing it, and he's just he just comes and hugs me, and it's like. You know exactly when to do it, kid. And, um, I don't know. Just, I think just life. Like, I appreciate life now. Like, being locked up in the house, it's, like, kind of made me take a step back and, like, take things slower, I guess. Because we're not rushing around and I'm not working both my jobs. And I'm getting to be, I'm able to appreciate the little things with my kids right now. So, that's kind of nice. Joe? Um, well, number one, I'm going to say I appreciate teachers, daycare workers, and my <laughs> parents. Yes, girl. Um, because at this point, I'm like, when's summer school opening up? Can I sign them up for more than just one t one session? I mean, how does this work? Since they missed like three months of school, I just, I love my children. I'm just used to having that break from them during the day, and it's just like, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? Is it Friday? Is it... Ugh, I don't even know. It's just... It's, it's rough. <laughs> Number two, um, I am thankful for my job being able to work from home right now because, honestly, I don't know. I would have to quit whatever job I had just because I can't leave all the kids here all day long to fend for themselves. I mean, I could, but it would be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think um, since I didn't do it uh, on uh, last week's episode, I think I really appreciate um, the fact that I've gotten like the ability to like see the the good in people because uh, it's been at least lately I've seen a lot of uh, people who I wouldn't ever expect to like show like kindness uh show kindness um and i've been very appreciative of uh like i've been actually pre pretty appreciative of my job lately they've they've treated me very well so like that's been that's been kind of fulfilling so but as the time wraps up uh i want to thank both you ladies for agreeing to do this uh dual episode um it's the first time that i ha i've tried to have more than one person on the show uh and it's it was nice to have both two of my bet two of my best friends on the show so thank you very much ladies and i love you both of course yes. so um and this is definitely this has definitely been fun definitely gonna need to happen more than once so uh yeah so as we wrap up this episode, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I've said before, and we've said in multiple episodes, um, uh, it's it, if you need help, seek help. Um, and uh, if you draw any kind of inspiration from uh, the two of or the three of us, uh, it's that you can you can be silly, you can be stupid, but you can also be smart and strong and brave, like these ladies are. Uh, this is why they're some of my best friends and why I love them dearly. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for this episode of In Your Head with Shannon Stanford with my guest, Candace and Joanne. Uh, and I bid you adieu. was Candace and Joanne, two of my very best friends. Uh, it was a lot of fun having two of my best friends on this podcast. Um, even if it was over the phone, you can definitely see why I enjoy being around those two ladies. And especially, it was nice to see how two of my best friends who have never actually met um, had so much in common and... Um, could get along and you can really see why I am always drawn to such strong smart ass beautiful ladies as my best friends um it was uh I enjoyed that interview a lot um and I hope you guys did too because uh like with with these ladies you never know where we're gonna go it's uh some days we're roasting each other and other people and then some days we're talking about some serious stuff and these uh these ladies are very important to me and uh they keep me grounded uh i honestly couldn't uh, have asked for some amazing best friends and um they truly bring out the best in me. Um, sometimes they bring out the worst in me because, you know, there are pains in my asses sometimes. Uh, but without a question, um, I, I feel like uh, these ladies are just, uh, just... The Lord blessed me with some amazing women in my life, um, and these are just two of them. Um so yeah, uh, thanks for listening to the show, and I appreciate every single one of you for coming on. Um, major shout out to these ladies. Uh, they have been very, very giving and uh, loving, and uh, for being up late and recording this episode. Um, Especially Candace, who uh, not only recorded uh, the this episode, but like the one before that, uh, she was she came back around to record another thing, which goes to show that uh, we do not sleep at all. Shannon Stanford's Legion of Ladies does not uh, full of insomniacs and uh, probably one of the reasons why I am always awake is because I'm fearful of uh, them knowing that I'm asleep. Like, they're plotting against me. Uh, I feel like they're going to stab me one day because I'm going to end up saying something stupid and they will kill me. I feel like if I die a suspicious death, it's probably due to the fact that one of the Legion, one of my best friends, is uh, the main culprit. My ultimate guess will be Joanne, because she's threatened to stab me multiple times. But I wouldn't count out Candace. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, uh, yeah, major shout out to 
both Joe and Candace for staying up late and talking about, you know, some important stuff that they got a lot of people don't talk about anymore. So, uh, life, dating, and all that other stuff. So, thanks again for listening to the show. I hope you learned some stuff. Hope you get, uh, get it in your head that, um, you know, like, you're not alone. And, uh, if you ever need to reach out, definitely reach out. Do the thing that scares you. Reach out. Um, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, if that's my Zen moment is Gandhi. Be the change you want to see in the world. And as always, love, peace, and chicken grease. I'm out.